Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about to books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. Sid, happy anniversary, sweetie. Happy anniversary? Happy anniversary. I got this for you. Go D- on wait, wait, wait. It's like, it's September? Yeah. Our anniversary was July 1st. Correct. Happy anniversary. It's yeah, a little so late. You're like really freaking late. Go ahead and open it. It's plates. It's not just any plates. It's Fiesta Ware. Fiesta Red, specifically. And made before 1944. It's a real collector's item. Oh. Um, what? Like, do you do you want us to eat off of these? They're more collector's items than anything. But, uh, they're, they're Fiesta Ware. Uh, okay, do you know why Fiesta Ware Red is... Is a collector's item? No, sweetie. I I guess it's it's rare. There weren't a lot of them around. It was really hard to find eBay. Yeah. How are you feeling? <laughs> Nauseous. Okay. Um, they're kind of rare because they're also kind of radioactive. Oh. Well, that's not the end of the world. How? How? How radioactive? I mean, radioactive enough that they stop making them. The paint that was used for Fiesta, especially the red glaze that that was used for Fiesta dinnerware, has uranium in it. Oh, man. Not again. I can't believe three years running I've gotten you radioactive gifts. (laughs) I know. And the crazy thing is you keep not meaning to. Wait a second. Hey. Do you mean to? No, sweetie. You're the light of my life, the sun of my sky the moon of my stars are you trying to slowly kill me with radiation poisoning no but i understand that was a thing that happened for much of history well that's true justin <laughs> uh you know other than in dinnerware people have been using uh, radioactive substances um for everyday use for a long time specifically for its health benefits now a lot of the topics we go into go you know way 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 back but this is really a man-made problem right that that does not have the long long history that that we have uh that we've explored in a lot of other other topics that that's very true because i mean the the you know the origin of radioactive treatments as as cures for things and we'll mainly be talking about radium but other elements you know radioactive elements as treatments for various diseases it uh it originates in 1895 when we figured out uh what x-rays were they are super sweet, 
uh, beams of energy that make things invisible, parts of them. Exactly. Basically. You nailed it. We knew that it, in 1895, we knew that x-rays were a great way to image the human body. Um, but we also realized soon after that if you x-rayed somebody too much, you could actually damage human tissue. How on earth do you think we discovered <laughs> that x-rays could see through people? It's crazy, right? Like, why would you even think of that? I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it is. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it, it, its origins are in, like, photography and such. But, yeah, the fact that we figured that out, it is pretty incredible. And, and I should I should preface with this. What we led to with radiation therapy are some pretty amazing advances in, you know, medical technology. But in the beginning, all we knew is that x-rays could image the human body. We could look at bones. We could diagnose fractures and all kinds of other, you know, bony abnormalities. We could see that uh, 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 a toy car that a guy put in his uh, butt in the Jackass movie. That's right. We could see that. that we no could, one foresaw. Exactly. I mean, who could have who could have foreseen that in 1895? No, no one. one. Really? No one. Um, we, we could diagnose like cardiac abnormalities. Um, but uh, we figured out that if we x-rayed somebody too much, we would damage their skin and their subcutaneous tissues. And we already at that point, what's fascinating is that we already knew that there was something, we didn't know it was what cancer was per se, but we knew that there were like skin cancers and tumors and, and kind of disordered growth of tissue that we could treat with electricity and burns and that kind of thing. And so when we saw that x-rays could, you know, damage tissue as well, we thought, well, hey, that might work. Actually, in its earliest days, cancer was referred to as the uh, as the forever cold or the Chicago flu because they thought it was just like one of those, except very bad and permanent. This has been a, a totally untrue medical fact brought to you by Justin McElroy. That is one of the things I read in a book. What book? Book. Book book? Book the book. Book the book. By book, a, by, book the book of fake things by author p writerson <laughs> but Tell me I, about the real history i think that's i think you need to know this because this is the setting in which marie curie of underwear fame yes i did buy sydney some marie curie underwear on kickstarter they're adorable they're very cute they're they're women they're they're women superheroes so marie curie is one of them i think amelia Earhart's another League of Ladies, I think it's called. Check them out if you can. But they're they're super cute and super comfortable. I may add. Thanks, Marie Curie. With no panty lines. So in 1898, Marie Curie uh, isolated radium with another guy, but I'm not going to mention him because he's a guy. And what do we care about men in history, right? Yeah. Right. Herstory. There we go. Exactly. And then they presented it to the French Academy of Sciences uh, that they had isolated this. You know this thing that emits rays it glows green and it's cool and it's an element and we don't know what it is hello my name is Marie Curie this gonna... the next thing I'm going to show you is cool <laughs> stay tuned we're going to call it radium because it emits its own light or rays so radium radium pretty cool it's cool Check and at first out. we had this thing and we didn't know what to do with it and um, initially the best use for it was to paint things that needed to glow in the dark <laughs> oh humanity 
what are we gonna do with this stuff i don't know let's paint some watch faces paint some stuff so clocks would be useful you know what would be useful is if clocks glowed so that at night when i looked at them i knew what time it was let's it- Let's paint the clock. The great lie about that is that when it was in olden times, like you ever n- needed to know what time it was when it was dark. There's nothing to do. Just the good go old s- days. Just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Nobody wakes you up. Nobody tells you to go to work at 3 a.m. to deliver a baby. There's no cock crowing. They didn't have chickens. So we we started using radium for paint initially um, on like, like I said, on watch faces and clock dials and things like that. And uh, that was when we first realized that uh, radium could actually do damage to people. Because, uh, have you heard of the radium girls, Justin? Look, who are you talking to? You've never heard of any of the things I'm talking about. So in the 1920s, uh, the case of the the radium, as they were dubbed, the radium girls, five girls who worked in a factory where they painted watch faces. And they would, um, because they were doing such detailed work, they would lick the tip of their brushes, of their paint brushes as they painted the watch faces and the clock dials and such to bring them to a fine point. Okay, listen. And they were using radium-based paint. I, ladies, I know you didn't know how dangerous this actually was. Nobody did. It glowed in the dark. How did we not think? Alice? So do lightning bugs. Have you ever eaten one of them? Totally fine. I have not eaten a lightning bug. I haven't either. Uh, so they became exposed to radium, I guess. Yes. Which and, is not uh, ideal. Your body uses radium kind of like it does calcium. It's, it's close enough that we can compare the two. So you will deposit it into your bones, um, which is you know bad on several levels. You need calcium in your bones, not radium. And it also kills the marrow cells, you know, your bone marrow mm-hmm. inside your bones that produces all of your white and red blood cells and, and such. It'll kill those cells. So you can develop this kind of aplastic anemia where you basically stop making the kind of blood cells your body needs. Yeah. It can also damage your skin and eventually it can lead to to a kind of bone cancer, essentially. Um, so they took legal action. Uh, the company uh, tried to cover it up by claiming the girls just had syphilis and they were lying. Which, okay, let's be honest. They did have syphilis, but... Why do you think they had syphilis? They all had syphilis. Because everyone in the 1920s had syphilis? Everyone had syphilis. The Pope had syphilis in the 1920s. You, the, oh my gosh, the Illuminati is going to be all <laughs> over you God, for that. They know where I live. You can't say things like that let on them, the air. Let them come for me. The, the Illuminati they didn't, don't listen to podcasts anyway. Everybody knows that. They didn't. They're in our, they're in our backyard right now they, they didn't have syphilis they had radiation poisoning and it, it actually brought a lot of attention to radium as well as occupational health issues uh that's good because they were um, licking radium and it, <laughs> it wasn't until the 60s that they stopped using uh radium-based paint which is why we have this fiesta dinnerware in our possession that's glowing in the corner and killing us slowly although to be fair fiesta red was discontinued in 1944 so they were a little bit ahead of the curve there Absolutely. And, and the thing is that we, like I said, we already knew that x-rays were useful. And so when we first discovered this radioactive isotope, radium, um, we, we began to um, isolate it and use it for things. And Henri uh, Becquerel in 1901 was the first one who realized that it also could be used to damage like skin cancers or tumors to, to basically to hurt tissue in the same way that x-rays could. Uh, he did this by putting a tube of radium in his waistcoat pocket uh, <laughs> to, you know, to, to carry what? with him, 
to take with him on his daily rounds of whatever he did with radium. And uh, he noticed that a skin ulcer developed and at that, that same site like a week later. And that is how Tamagotchis were invented. <laughs> I hated those things. I hated those things because they were radioactive. They were always dead. All bur- I killed your tissue. I always killed mine. I, I I tried so hard, and then I would I would forget, and I'd come back. It was a week later, and the whole screen is filled with little piles of poop, and there, it's dead. He's dead, there's and it's poop. dead. There's poop everywhere, and he's dead. Um. So, so so they figured out that that radium could cause a skin ulcer. Marie Curie was actually I think this is kind of cool. She was so excited by this prospect that she also held some radium against her skin for like 14 hours so that she could also form an ulcer thrilling <laughs> well you know they were really hard up for entertainment back in the <laughs> early 20th century huh and the great thing about it is that it didn't happen instantly it's not like the ulcer formed as you were holding the radium there you just held it there for like 14 hours and then the radi- then the ulcer formed later a new craze is sweeping the early 20th century it's holding radium until it finds an ulcer in your skin we don't have radios yet so we do the best we can <laughs> when did all that hysteria treatment come along so Marie Curie held radium to her skin, uh, to which is sort of like the gang burn that uh, me and my friends gave ourselves in college, if you think about it. Right. Where is that gang burn, Justin? I didn't get one. I was a little scared. I know. But my friends did. I know, honey. So I have like a half a gang burn because I had to watch someone do it. I know. Honey. So did we discover any like useful applications? Well, at the time, not really. Um <laughs> We we got I bet the we idea. Gave it a shot, though. Oh, of course we did. So we knew that X-rays could burn tissue, and we thought, well, now we know radium can burn tissue, so maybe radium can do what X-rays can do. So then we just started like using it, like we always do. We've got something; it's interesting. Let's put it everywhere. So we can put it on skin lesions, you know, for cancer. Uh, lupus was a big treatment that we use radium for. Just rub radium on your lupus rash. Um, eat it uh keep it in a lot of the times they would want to reuse it because radium radium was really hard to isolate so you didn't want to use it up so you would put it in these glass tubes and then you could just like tape it to various surfaces of your body and then give it back to the doctor later i feel way better i don't (laughs) after i tape that glass tube to my face you were so right you know i was hesitant because it's dumb but uh you're right it really did cure up uh my I, I don't know what what what. How do they think that that? <laughs> it's not really a super directed approach. You no. know, it's not like the laser like efficiency of some of our modern treatments. No, and I mean it really like they thought it would it would cure a lot of pain kind of symptoms, uh, arthritis and gout and like you know muscle aches and cramps and headaches. Um, they thought it would help with lupus. Of course, that was the that was the big um, disease that they were trying to fight. Uh, they also thought if you inhaled it inhaled radium you could treat your tuberculosis um if you you know like i said it could fight cancer um you could inject it you could insert it where insert the tubes in various orifices they made it into a salve you know radium salts together with the ointment that you could put on your body um they also that was also the time when they thought you know what uh, we found low levels of radiation. That was being when we began to become like aware that radiation existed in water sources, mm. which probably is from like like ground sources, like a radon gas that existed in certain areas of the soil. Right. Um, we found it in well water 
and in springs, natural springs. So we thought that these um, water sources were especially therapeutic. So they began to add radium salts to bath water. Just a complete guess. Yeah. Just oh, just a, totally a complete guess. Like here, put this in your bath water. It'll make you feel great. Maybe. I don't know. Well, tuberculosis. I mean, at some point they mixed it. They mixed radium with iodine and called it dioradin and then injected it in a, intramuscularly so like a like a flu shot or a, or a tetanus shot in in the muscle there they just inject it in you because they noticed that for at least one patient it, they thought their fever and their coughing up blood disappeared after they started getting this shot now my guess is it was coincidence um, but I don't know. I don't know how the human body reacts to radium, radium and iodine being injected. So Bad, <laughs> I would guess. <laughs> makes you sad, makes maybe, your body sad. Maybe at that point, tuberculosis is the least of your worries. Right. Well, at least now I have this radium burn to distract me, this radium ulcer on my skin. <laughs> I have this giant ulcer in my waistcoat right. pocket area. I don't notice my lupus so much. <laughs> Because I'm thinking about the radium. Uh, it should be noted that in the same time period, um, very, very sadly, Marie Curie did die of aplastic anemia, probably because of the radium. Poor Marie Curie. Uh, would you want? Do you want to know about some quacks? Yeah, cheer me up because I'm kind of bummed about Marie Curie right now. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, did you think she was still alive? No, that's fair, and that is something we've talked about before. We shouldn't be sad for old timey people that died young, because they would be dead now anyway that's absolutely right i don't think she died particularly young i think she was in her 60s think about all the celebrities so not that know. that's old i mean by today's standards that is relatively young but back then that was that super was old. A good that now was think, a good but also think about all the celebrities that are alive right now that you'll never meet you wouldn't have met marie curie she she no. probably lived over in france and if she'd lived much longer maybe she would have done something horrible and she wouldn't be on my underwear today she would have been she would have committed genocide <laughs> maybe i don't know i don't know that is the eventual outcome of all humans if you live if you live pretty long you do something awesome like isolate radium if you live too long you do something terrible like commit genocide did you ever see the episode of quantum leap where dr sam beckett <laughs> prevented mary curie from inventing the atomic bomb it was profound i think i think it's fair to say it was profound do you want to share his whole memory theory with with everyone this isn't a theory uh, dr sam beckett had a swiss cheese memory this he doesn't make have, sense to me he used he, to have a photographic memory when he stepped in the quantum loop accelerator and vanished he uh uh got holes in his memory that was very useful as a narrative device when they remembered to use it was sort of like um superman on the super friends he would he would only remember his powers when <laughs> he like it, it, it served the story. Swiss cheese memories very much the same way. Like apparently, like like occasionally he would be tied up to a chair and, stay and he there. would forget that I'm super strong. Uh, Superman now, not Doctor Sam Beckett. Oh no, that didn't happen to Doctor Sam Beckett. No, he never got. He had tied to think his way out of he out of just, quandaries. He, he, uh, uh, I want to hear about Hope, quacks. Always hoping that the next leap would be the leap that took him home. Sid oh, quacks. Quantum leap. Me too. Come on, come on, TV. Bring back Quantum Leap. You made a show out of Hannibal Lecter. What are you waiting for? Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. <laughs> a two-person chant for Quantum Leap would probably have the effect for him. Hey, that's a, we should do an effect. We should do a sawbones about the history of Quantum Leaping. That's not a thing. But quack. okay. Quacks. Okay. Quack. The first quack. quack. Okay. Quack. <laughs> Quacks. <laughs> 
You guys like Mighty Ducks? Are we going to do some Mighty Ducks here? Go on, quack. Do the triple deke on this section triple about deke. quacks. Triple deke. Can we do the flying V now? We've had a few drinks. Flying V. We've had a few drinks. Fine. Let us alone. One, two, three. Quacks. Quack. Okay. William J.A. Bailey. He's our first quack. He was a Harvard dropout. He pretended to be a doctor. I do that constantly. I know you do. He wasn't. Uh, he did create Bailey's Radium Laboratories in New Jersey, in like East Orange or somewhere. And uh, he made a lot of different products and devices based on radium. Um, his biggest idea was that you could add, just give, give people radium salts that you could add to drinking water. Um, this was used to treat, uh, again, everything. Headaches, diabetes... Uh, anemia, which is ironic since it could cause anemia, constipation, asthma, mental illness, anything. Anything you name it, radium can cure it. Uh, he actually, his most popular product was called Radathor. Radathor? Radathor? They made my favorite Gore album. <laughs> All hail Radathor. <laughs> which was essentially. Shudder in his shadow. <laughs> triple distilled drinking water with one micro curie each because uh the curie became a, a unit of measurement for radioactive material exactly one micro curie each of radium 228 radium 226 just a micro curie it was called uh a cure for the living dead perpetual sunshine and he thought it worked by stimulating the endocrine system. Sure. It didn't. It did not. It didn't do any of that stuff. Um, I think the the way that this uh, cure eventually fell, uh, people finally realized that it was not a cure for anything and, and was, in fact, a hoax, was because of Eben Byers, Eben Byers, Eben, who was a wealthy American socialite. He was an industrialist. He was a very... Um, popular um, wealthy figure in society at the time who totally bought into this and said you know what I'm going to drink so much of this stuff because I want to live forever he in his lifetime drank 1400 bottles of Radathor and then unfortunately got cancer just remember that when you're sucking down your acai and your goji berries. Somebody's going to be this guy. Yes. One of you is going to be this guy. One of you is going to be Eben Byers. Don't be the Eben Byers of goji <laughs> berries. <laughs> Let somebody else have a few more than you. As long as you're not the one who gets the cancer from the goji berries. Do you want to be the Eben Byers of Sensa? Really? <laughs> really? Really? Come on. Just exercise. Come on. Come on. Calories in, calories out, people. 1400 um, bottles i love 1400 bottles. you know that this dude had to be like leaving dinner i'd love to stay i have to go home and suck down some radioactive water <laughs> so just cold, just real if, quick just real quick just real quick gonna put home real quick get a few bottles of radioactive water um, and, <clears throat> oh man i feel terrible <laughs> do you know um the i thought you would enjoy this justin the uh wall street journal headline the day after he died. Um, do you want to read that for everybody? The radium water worked fine until his jaw came off. <laughs> I love that for two reasons. One, because of what it says. And two, that at the time, that's the way journalists wrote the news. Yeah. Where, where's that? Sweetest album title ever. By the way, 
take go go ahead kings of leon do it this uh this was a, a very important case because um it strengthened uh the federal drug administration standards for um patent medicines which is a you know that's a that's a whole episode unto itself but medicines that weren't medicines but coming soon yes patent medicines um he also made rem which was a radium-based aphrodisiac that that basically made a millionaire and as a result during world war ii uh william j.a bailey was the manager of the electronic division of ibm so there you go didn't do too bad for himself considering his quackery Tell me about more radioactive stuff. Okay, I'm into so there was uh, Doramod radioactive toothpaste. Can I say what I like about? There were several radioactive toothpaste. I should I should point out. I want to say the thing I like I think about talking about radioactive uh, uh, treatments for things is so much of what we talk about is complex enough that even if I were to be sent back into the early twentieth century, by which I mean you know caveman times, basically. I, I don't think I would be able to explain to people the severity of the situation they find themselves in. This one's so easy. Radioactive stuff gives you cancer. Like, and you don't know what that is yet, but it's bad. It's like, bad. I, even don't put that I, stuff in your mouth, please. Even I could be the one who's like, no, 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 don't do that. That's radioactive. You don't, you don't want to do that. We're going to come up with a symbol here in a few years that says, don't don't what? just don't whatever you're gonna do with this thing don't do it no don't i mean radioact like radioactive stuff like you see that symbol and you run away from it because you know it's like in the air and like you want you don't want to breathe it in you know and back then they said you know what we've got these small amounts of thorium left over when we make mantles for gas lanterns why don't we make it into toothpaste because uh, it'll kill this. bacteria and that'll make people's teeth really clean so here's some radioactive toothpaste. Yeah, it'll also kill like your tooth cells. Radiation emanation activators were produced. Uh, these were initially made for medical facilities, and it was a, a device that would um, like put it would like emanate a certain amount of radioactive energy into water, and then you would know exactly how much radiation was in your water, and then you could drink it or bathe in it or whatever your doctor told you to do these were regulated by the ama Perfect. the ama got mad about other um imposter products that i'm going to tell you about only we can insert a tasteful amount of radium into water exactly this doesn't work but we're going to make sure it doesn't work in the way we think it doesn't work <laughs> and not the way you think it doesn't work brought to you by the ama um what did so that what did this lead to sid the radium or Revigator, 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 which was invented by R.W. Thomas in 1912. So these were basically like ceramic pots that you could just keep in your home. It very, they actually, if you look at pictures online, they look really nice. Very tasteful. Very, exactly. They would go great in your den. I don't know. <laughs> and they were lined with radioactive material. So you would fill them with water, leave them overnight, and the next morning, pour yourself a glass of water. Enjoy. Yeah. And it would prevent. It wouldn't. No, but they thought senility, flatulence, and arthritis. Hey, uh, I know my grandpa, and considering they're drinking water that's going to kill them at an early age of cancer, this would definitely prevent a large amount of senility and flatulence. Just statistically speaking, (laughs) 
they would not make it to the senility and flatulence and arthritis stage. Uh, so in that sense, I, I guess it's accurate. When somebody tells you that they have something that's going to prevent senility, flatulence, and arthritis, you should pretty much assume what they're lying. What that means is you're going to die young. Yeah, that if they means said they it, don't it know will prevent grandpaism, <laughs> <laughs> then you should probably leave the room. Now, to, to be fair, this these, will prevent murder. She wrote, "These you will never <laughs> enjoy murder." She wrote, "That's a guarantee from me to you. Drink this. I promise you'll never watch Matlock. You will and enjoy never it. watch any of those CSI programs. You will never like CSI. This is my guarantee to you." The, to be fair, the water uh, that they were that you would put in these pots really didn't have high levels of radiation. Um, the The biggest crime is probably just that it didn't work at all, okay. bad or good. Um, it did have things like arsenic, lead, and uranium in it Fantastic. from the radioactive lining that was painted inside the Perfect. the pots. But all in all, it probably, unless you were drinking massive amounts of it, it probably didn't hurt you very much. It just certainly wasn't helping you in any way. Um, this led to many other applications. There was uh, Degen's radioactive eye applicator, which was like a cream that you could put around your eyes for like... Um, if you were nearsighted or far farsighted, that kind of thing. There were face creams and powders. There were medicated pads and compresses. It was even um, advocated as like a sm uh, like a, a smoking secession aid. Like if you want to stop smoking, take some radium. Well, you'll stop Here. smoking. You're gonna you're gonna stop smoking. You're just gonna do it by stopping breathing. There you go. It sounded really sad, so I stopped saying it. But thanks for. You know, punching through there. Sorry, Sid. I'm doing um, my best over there, here. There was a radium spa. A radium Sounds spa nice, hotel. Actually. At could you tell me what that name of that city is? Joachim Mistal. There you go. That's where Marie Curie isolated radium initially. Okay. That town. Um and there here were Here it like, is, the home of radium. Here right the here. Home of radium. The birthplace of radium. The birthplace of radium. You can bathe in a radium bath? You want to sit in one of our radium steam rooms? Come on to Joachimstall. Inhale a bunch of radium? Come to Joachimstall. Population 2,978. Wait. Nope, 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 nope. 2,976. <laughs> Sorry about that. Whoa, whoa. Ooh, oh, nope, nope. Sorry. Nope. My mistake. Got to update that. And this, this led to um, uranium sand houses, which persisted all the way into the 1950s, to be honest, long after we knew the dangers of radiation treatments. What could um, that be? So these are in places like New Mexico, Colorado, Utah, so out, out west. There were these like round houses, not the round house. <laughs> not, <laughs> not the SNCC classic round Roundhouse. house. Uh, not the round house, but round houses with benches. And then they would have some sand in the middle that had been uh, pre-mixed with like radioactive dust. <laughs> and you would just sit and breathe it in. You could also fill a box with all this radioactive sand stuff and then lay in it for a while, like a coffin of radioactive sand that would fix your arthritis. That sounds more boring than anything. Um, but it guess. won't fix your arthritis or bursitis or rheumatism or anything else that it says it would fix, but that's what they thought. Sid, please tell me that we have some actual use for radioactive energy. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, most people are familiar with radiation therapy for uh, various types of malignancies. So we do have, of course, radiation therapy via external beams. So like somebody like shooting a beam of radiation into into a tumor 
you know, or cancer that you have. We have brachytherapy, which is like, um, uh, the most common example is like little seeds that they implant to a prostate for prostate cancer. So we definitely use radiation therapy in multiple ways for uh, cancer treatment now. And then uh, we also use radioactive iodine uh, for thyrotoxicosis or a thyroid disorder. So we, we definitely use radiation therapy in uh, multiple real ways nowadays. Um, but what it took us a long time to, to learn is that, you know, if you don't use it for a specific disease and you just... Uh, you know, randomly apply radiation to a person that it can cause a lot of problems. So, so be careful with radium. Uh, yeah, I would try not to. Radium is much. actually fairly difficult to isolate. Like back in the fifties, like at the height of our radium isolating frenzy, <laughs> we had like um, I think that the most we had at any given time was like total five pounds of radium across the whole world wow so it was, it so was it, a precious it, precious material it, it, it was a very precious material we're better at isolating it now clearly but at the time we, we were not good at isolating it which is why it was such a a very uh, fashionable um thing to use for treatment is because it was hard to get and and um you know we thought it had these health benefits which were based in some sense of reality and then quickly became surreal i would say want to say a huge thank you to people who suggested this, both uh, Doc McBruce and uh, Kristen Sands suggested that we talk about radium, so thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It was a great idea. Uh, good suggestion. And uh, thank you, you at home, for listening to the show. If you don't mind, if you get a second, would you uh, tweet about our show using the at Sawbones hashtag? Don't start it with at Sawbones, because then only people who follow us already will see it, and then they already know about it. So, Tweet about our show using the at Sawbones hashtag. You can do what I do. Just put hey at the beginning. <laughs> Don't use That's the what at- I do when I'm tweeting at Justin. Don't use the at Sawbones hashtag. That's not a real thing. Just, no. just say at Sawbones. And, and by the way, when I when I tweet at Justin, I tweet at Justin McElroy. So you can too. When I tweet back to my beautiful, talented, uh, brilliant wife, I uh, tweet with the at Sydney McElroy. S-Y-D-N-E-E. Also, please feel free to review our show on iTunes. I read every review, and when they're nice, they make me happy, and And, I appreciate it. And we need lots of happy ones to cover up the ones that are mean. Because the mean ones really, you know, they hit me in that soft place in my heart. Ruins my whole day. In my heart place. It hits it right there in the heart place. And And then I need some low main thank you to people some beer to make me feel better thank you to people who reviewed the show this week people like chairman wow ridiculous q uh jay rackle jay, jay kerouac jay kerouac there it is freckles 301 DLP, dlpfc justice 1199 yoked monkey turtle girl turtle girl boss turtle girl boss. that's a, that's hard to say juggle mank Lubermans. DJ Reigns. Kampari. Lance Guberman, MD. <laughs> DeGringolade. DeGringolade. Shell Link. What? Zazantar. Zazantar. <laughs> Chucky Sparkles. And Shaylin79. Uh, thank you so much to all of you who reviewed the show. Uh, we super appreciate it. Uh, means the world to us. And it really helps us to help spread the word. Send someone, you know, a link uh, to our home on Maximum Fun. You can use the redirect sawbonshow.com 
And uh, you can find us at Maximum Fun where you'll find a lot of other great programs. Sid, what are some of the programs they can find? My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Okay, that's a great one, but what about others? That's my favorite. Just John Hodgman, Jordan Jesse Go, Stop Podcasting Yourself, Wham Bam Pow, One Bad Mother, I Could Go On. Throwing Shade. Bullseye. So many of our favorites are all there waiting for you to enjoy them. And we are waiting for you to meet us next Friday for another episode of Sawbones. I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.